and welcome to the Freezing Press podcast series. These podcasts are created as a resource for our authors, covering topics ranging from social media strategy to author development. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of the Freezing Press book marketing podcast. As usual, I'm here with Matt. Hello. And John. Hello. Hmm. So today we're going to do a sort of roundtable discussion about marketing. I think th- how to market yourself. What's what's the voice you should use? You know what's yeah. what is? I think it's the art talk of about your book. Yeah, Maybe that's what it is. It's the art of marketing. You're a lot of you here are writers, uh, and even if people have been marketers before, what I found talking to authors is that uh, some of them grew up in the the old way of marketing, right? So marketing has changed a little bit in recent months, recent years, <laughs> recent years. And uh, it, it's really important to be able to convey succinctly to the people that you're readers what your book is about. And it's different to the style in which you'll write your book. You know, you might... We, well, we can delve into it all, but it is it's the voice. Like you said, what's the voice out there that's going to get people reading the, the book? Yeah, the art of talking about your book. It's a lot more difficult than I think you, know, you might initially think. Uh, yeah. Because uh, I think the number one thing is the time constraint. You know? Um, you know, often you only have maybe a minute to talk about your book um, mm-hmm. or maybe a few sentences to catch people's attention. Um, we've we've covered this a little bit in the about about the book sort of podcast we did. Yeah, but I think you know we're going to talk about uh, things beyond that, like actually talking about your book to people. And if, uh, yeah, John, you've releases, got a book, things like that. You got a book, John? I don't have a book yet. <laughs> but if you did, I would be asking you, what's your book about? Exactly. And if if it takes you five minutes to describe it, you might have lost. A potential reader yeah. in that time. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you want to be able to p- pick out the key points that are going to have somebody hooked in, so that they want to check out and find out more. You know, you may not have convinced them in thirty seconds that they've got to r- read your book, but you can do an awful lot to persuade them to listen to more. Mm-hmm. And so, those opening words, and it's one of the first things I'll ask an author when I meet them. It's just t- so in your own words, I'm specific about that wording. In your own words, tell me about your book. Well, I started writing this book about 15 years ago, and then I got chopped from my job, or something like that. And then they'll go into a long spiel about that. Not that there's anything, your story is important and it's part of the marketing. Uh, I think it's just the way that you execute that, the way that you yeah. share that with people is they, they want to know about what's in it for them. What are they going to get when they read the book? Mm-hmm. And the, for, for the people that have had some experience, for, for our writers out there who have had some experience uh, being entrepreneurs or business people, it really boils down to having an elevator pitch for your book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elevator pitch. That's, yeah, uh, let's, let's explain, explain that. that. Yeah, yeah. An elevator pitch. Let, let's say you walk into an elevator and you just see a potential potential partner, a potential major customer for your product, okay, your book, let's say. And you have from the fifth floor to the ground floor, 
to make your pitch because you got their attention. They're, mm-hmm. they're with you. And you have to be able to tell them in a concise, succinct, engaging way, what are you about? What is your book about? And this, this is without hitting the emergency stop button, right? <laughs> you're not allowed to, you're not yeah, allowed to you stop, stop this stop elevator. elevator. This elevator is going down in about 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a challenge. That's a yeah. challenge and that's a, something you have to be prepared for because you never yep. know when you're going to be asked that question. Mm-hmm. And I think there's questions that we need to answer for ourselves about that mm-hmm. when we're um when we're delivering that so okay what's my 30 second pitch going to contain well um what do i want the reader to get from this book what is it that makes this book unique Mm -hmm. and i think that those are probably the two most important questions i think on top of that i might add who are you talking to Mm -hmm. that's who's your ideal reader because i think a lot of authors when they talk about their book or they write about their book they tend to do it in a way that is the same as the ideal reader of their Mm -hmm. book if that makes sense because and what's interesting about you know marketing your book and talking about your book is that the people you're talking to might not be the people who are actually the ideal reader of your book right Mm -hmm. um so a classic example of this would be something like a textbook right um if you wrote a textbook which some of our authors have um the the people who are reading it are very different from the people who are buying it right because the people who buy it are maybe the adults or the professors uh, maybe the school board i don't know it depends on what kind of book you're doing but obviously Mm -hmm. the text itself is written for you know the students um Mm -hmm. so you have to think about these things right you can't write you have to think about who you're pitching to. Who is the type yeah. of people who are buying this? Who, or in the elevator case, what? Who is the person in front of you? Is it a male? Yeah. Is it a female? Is it you know what other types of books have they read? And I think that that's it is as well. Rather than going into a pre, uh, pre thought out, pre recorded, it this is also good when it you'd still want to prepare it beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I also suggest to people is that you start asking them questions because. Chances are the first thing people are, are, the way that this kind of conversation builds is somebody mm-hmm. says to you, uh, what is it you do? Oh, well, I'm an author. And then they say, oh, what's your book about? And then you can come back with a question to them. Don't automatically go into your book, but it's, uh, the question could be, say, let's, you know, tax cooking book that he's been putting together <laughs> over, over this podcast series. Um, and uh, you could say, well, do you like to cook? And the person would be, yeah, I do. And, well, do you like Greek food? Yeah, yeah, I really like Greek food. Are you qualifying them there? And then you can say, well, my book is designed to show people who are living a busy lifestyle how they can quickly and efficiently create and have fun creating Mm -hmm. Greek food and Mm da-da-da, right? So you can, the the questions lead it in to make it so it's about them and you've got them wanting to to ask and there's you got to experiment with it with different people in different ways but and you're you're making it clear to them that your book is going to be doing something for them exactly there's value there Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's what's it gonna what's it what's in it for them Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. because uh i i see it too often where and it could be the same. The elevator pitch could be written in the form of a response on a blog post, for mm-hmm. instance. And I've seen some examples of this this week where an author would write, um, you know, in relation to something about a topic, they would say they would say their piece related to it. And then they would say, go and buy my book. Right? And it's, 
it's straight away, it's obvious that's that the author doesn't really care about the person getting this information. The author wants to make sure that people buy their book, mm -hmm. right? And it's that John F. Kennedy thing. I love that. You know, ask not what your country can do for you, <laughs> but what you can do for your country, right? And so um, you've written this book. It's a value to people. How is it valuable to them? What's it going to give them? You make it about them right. in that 30 seconds by asking a couple of questions, you know, because if you ask some, a couple of questions, you can find yeah. out how your book is applicable to them. Right. So what would you do then in that situation? I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh -oh. If they said no to both answers. So do you, do you mm -hmm. like cooking? No. Do you like Greek food? Hell no. Well, then my book won't work for you. But that's when you say, do you know anybody in your life that likes cooking? Right. Right? Is because that's, mm -hmm. that's what you were talking about, is that other mm -hmm. person there that's buying on the behalf of mm -hmm. others. Right? So that, that can work. And, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you might be able to tell straight away whether, right. whether somebody's right. going to be the type of person that's going to buy your book. Just, uh, I mean, we don't judge a book by its cover, so to speak, when we're talking about the other person here. But... You might see something um, that it's obvious this person right. isn't going to be the one to buy your book, but maybe they know somebody who does. Right. Or maybe to... they need your book and don't know it. Exactly. It's, that's it's, the it's, other thing, that's, too. That's knowing your market versus what the person thinks that they want. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, a, that's an art in itself. However, let, let's look at this, the same person. Maybe that person says they don't like cooking, <laughs> but maybe they enjoy, do you enjoy good food? Yeah. Uh, and Would you be willing maybe to... Experiment with some yeah. new kinds right. of food. Maybe you could say, you know, my book is different because mm -hmm. it's going to give you some knowledge that makes mm -hmm. it easier. Mm -hmm. And what mm -hmm. you thought you didn't like doing before, maybe you might enjoy it. So yeah. think about it. Yeah. So there's 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 different right. ways to respond to it based on the person. There. Yeah. And obviously, I think, you know, depending on the answer they give you, the type of pitch you would give would be different too. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I think it's good to have a bit of a preparation. But I think if you can keep in your mind. Okay, how can I how can I serve this person, mm -hmm. right? And and some people that's the easy part, right? right? Is that, that it's like okay, how can I serve this person mm -hmm. and give them and give them and give them, but then they'll go over top and they'll just keep giving. And this person's like, well, I made up three minutes ago, my mind three minutes ago, I want to buy your book, but you haven't actually mm -hmm. asked me if I, you know, you haven't right. actually told me how I can buy your book. And so they keep throwing in that other thing that they think might be of extra value to this person. And you're not likely to do this with somebody that you're meeting first time. Oh, I just happen to have a copy of my book here in my right. back pocket and I can sell that. To, you know, if you're meeting this person for the first time, it might be a case of, well, do you have any more? Is there somewhere else I can check out? Do you have a website? Yeah. That mm -hmm. kind of thing. Hey, here's my business card. Yeah. You know, I think that that's, that's a really good way of doing it because um, it's relationship building first. Mm -hmm. Or if what's better think of is if you can get their contact. That's that that's right, yeah, that is even better because mm -hmm. that's the thing is chances are you're gonna remember them when you get home. Yeah. They may have been picked up by something else ten minutes later. Well, maybe they would just was, be polite. I mean yeah. if you can force their hand and you know yeah. get their card or get their contact, then that's, that's yeah. you can now you can contact them. So And that works with any kind of marketing mm -hmm. too, right? Whether you're marketing uh whether we're talking about your website and what's an exchange, something that and make sure that uh, you've yeah. got their information so that if they expressed interest in the beginning. Because mm -hmm. sometimes, and this is where I think a lot of authors will fall down on themselves too, is if they don't get it, the hit the first time, if they don't get the sale the first mm -hmm. time, 
that they get down on themselves. Well, I could have sworn that person was going to buy it. They just seem so excited about it. And I think people are busy. I think timing is a factor too. Think of that when you're sending your press releases out. If you don't get a single response from your press releases and say you've got a book about um, uh, the aftermath of political elections or something like that. I don't know why I picked that topic, but hey, we've got an election coming up, so there's a political... Um, there's going to be an aftermath of that and maybe that's the timing for your book and timing. So a big part of it is Mm -hmm. timing. No, now doesn't mean no forever. It just means, you know, I've got Mm -hmm. other priorities now. And I think they say it takes an average of what, seven points of contact with somebody Mm. hearing about this before they kind of make that buying decision. Right. Um, with books, I'm not sure if the number is a little lower. I'm not sure, but, Mm -hmm. um, I think... The concept is important, nonetheless. Right? Yeah, that you want to sort of keep in there, keep yourself in their mind. Yeah, so, yeah. Which is why it's you know the thirty second thing is important because if you can do it in thirty seconds, then you're you can do it anywhere. You know? Right. Yeah. And if you give them five minutes, well, five minutes is easy then because you've yeah. got thirty seconds nailed, mm-hmm. so you can mm-hmm. do it. Uh, you can do a presentation in five minutes. Yeah, I'm still. I, I'm. I'm imagining right now. <laughs> You know, the 30 second, we talked about the question and depending on the answer, depending on the people, what mm-hmm. that would change. I'm imagining right now, you know, if you had a 30 second pitch and you had one that worked, like you had one set one and you mm-hmm. never deviated from it, right? You yeah. can imagine the Greek case going really wrong with someone who says no. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. But if you already established that, if you could get a little bit more from the person and yeah. just things, then it would actually work. Because it'd be hilarious if you started saying, I made a cookbook about Greek food and all these things, and their response is, I hate Greek food. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And, I, and that, that is part of the skill of marketing that develop over time, mm-hmm. is to be able to learn what questions to ask, what questions work. And we can't give them all over this podcast. A lot of people will be able to figure it out as they go along. You'll, you'll, we can give you the framework to operate from, and then you'll realize for yourself, oh, you know what? I found out that this, this question, yeah. when I ask this question, it seems to mm-hmm. you know, hit it right on the head every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and one that I think works pretty well consistently, here's a tip that I find works, is uh, comparing yourself to author, other authors, like famous authors, and saying it's a cross between this book and that book and set in the future or something, right? That gives you a really good idea. If I said, yeah. I don't know, I, I can't really think of an example right now, but if you could take two authors and say, you know, and then set in the future, you know, yeah. that tells you something, right? And it gives you, you context. It yeah. does, yeah. Because it's hard to explain a book. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a factor. Well, especially about, you know, fiction. And, and I think, so that goes back to what we do right from the beginning with authors, which is getting them to look at the, the other books that are out there in your genre. Because part of it is being able to say it's kind of like this meets this, and this is why it's different too. Yeah. Being able to say why it's different from those, mm-hmm. so that it's compelling enough. Like, well, yeah. if it's just a cross between that and that, well, I can't. You know, I get I get some of the indication and the yeah. context and everything, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm reading that book right now, so I'm going to stick with that book. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends on who you're talking to, but I think it's a really easy way to give a direction. And I think also a lot of authors hesitate to do that because they want to say I'm completely original. Yeah. And, you know, that's not helping you at all. I mean, it's good to know where you're original, but if you can say... I bet if Shakespeare came back today, 
he'd mm. be pointing out a few unoriginalities in, in fictional <laughs> stories. Hey, this is just a remake of that story that I did, The Taming of the Shrew. Remember that one? <laughs> the modern day version of that. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't realize it's so that. deeply woven yeah. into our, as Joseph Campbell created his The Power of Myth through studying myths throughout history and seeing that there were patterns in them all. And so right. there's nothing wrong with it being a story that's similar to yeah. a Shakespeare one. It's just or knowing, anything else. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so Shakespeare's just... It's good to have an idea. Like, I mean, that could yeah. be part of, you know, uh, elevator pitch, right? If you can say, my book is like this and this, except it's mm-hmm. a little different this way, and it's good for these people. I mean, I just said it. That didn't even take 30 seconds. And yeah. If I had context, that would actually make a lot of sense. Yeah. And I, I think, think we're... Proven examples of that online in, in yeah. the current, current systems where you're looking at a book mm-hmm. and the store tells you, well, you bought... X book right, you might true. enjoy and and, they and do I, it for you and I think yeah. it has been established that we in fact we, we we have an affinity for certain type of literature yeah. we're going to read more of them mm-hmm. so maybe that's one of the things that you could have in your pitch if you enjoyed uh, a book by such and such if you enjoyed a particular book yeah. then well, I think you might enjoy mine yeah. yeah so let's take the Greek thing if you yeah. could say hey you know did you enjoy Harry Potter well, yes. Well, my book is like that, except this and this. You know, <laughs> I want to see how you get from Harry Potter <laughs> to a Greek cookery book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. If it was a different book, <laughs> not that particular it's book. Like, this is what Harry Potter did in his cookery classes. If you can <laughs> sell that, you can sell anything. Yeah, exactly. No. But that is that is really good. That association yeah. between it. I think it's where I see it. Where it doesn't necessarily work well is people saying it's the next Harry Potter. No, right. that's People's, a little different. It's yeah. different. It's a little different. And lo- a lot, I get a lot of emails still from people. They're the next Harry Potter. No, right? that, They're the next K- J.K. Rowling. No, that just see that just when people say that, it doesn't sound like you wrote a story that is similar to Harry Potter. It just sounds mm. like you wrote a story that will make a lot of money, or yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's not a pitch to the reader. That's a pitch also, to like a I don't know. I, don't I even think know it can also that. limit us too. Um, I, the uh, the professional motivational speaker, um, Tony Robbins, a friend of mine went to go and see him a few years ago, and she was you know amped up at the end of it mm-hmm. and just going up to Tony and saying, and she's like, "I'm gonna be the female Tony Robbins," and he said, "Why would you limit yourself, right? Because he, right. he he's saying you know you." you got to be yourself. Maybe you'll do more than me. He, he's not yeah. saying, you know, he's saying, what, why would you limit yourself? And so, you That's know, a good point. the next Harry Potter could be meaningless when you could create something that's, that's bigger. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and just compelling in a different way. Right. Mm. And so we've talked about a little bit about beliefs and, mm-hmm. you know, and the importance of them. But so I think, yes, the next Harry Potter, we've, we've heard that line so many times. Uh, it's not the sale thing that works for me anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, um, but you know, it's kind of like Harry Potter, except it's set in the twenty-first, no, twenty-third century, and you know, they they get around on spaceships instead of brooms, right? That kind yeah, of maybe. thing. <laughs> and it puts the, the, the sci-fi version in. of Harry Potter. Yeah, well, that sounds actually kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. exactly. And uh, the other thing we were talking about related to this is that. You're saying right at the beginning, it's your voice, mm-hmm. right? And it's really important when we re- that we remember that um, mm-hmm. that 
it's it's our voice that we're putting out there. We have to speak of our books in a way that's going to persuade others to be interested. And this may seem really obvious, mm-hmm. what you just said, but I think a lot of authors, and you brought this up earlier um, before we started the podcast, that a lot of authors want to write press releases or you know, say things or basically any copy that has to do with selling their book. They try to demonstrate their ability with the English language. Right? right, yeah. They try to demonstrate, look, I have great command of this language and here's some big words and here's some great Poetic metaphors. And, yeah. That's not the point of marketing. Right. You don't it's, need to sell the, your abilities as a writer. No. You need to sell your book. Very yeah. different sorts of writing. It, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, and that's, that's the art form that most, I think most authors need to take some time developing is that um, the marketing language is quite different to yeah. Um, your yeah your your poetic prose, if, especially if you're writing poetry, mm-hmm. right? Your your marketing isn't going to be the poetry. And imagine that be, that would be that's a good point, actually. Yeah, if you had a poetry book, you're not going to put a you're not going to write a poem about how great your book is on the back. Yeah, for the same yeah. reason, you shouldn't write the same way or any right. other book. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to have a yeah, you're not going to write a recipe for how to buy your book if you have a recipe book. I mean, yeah. it has to be a different thing. There has know? to be, yeah. And it's, and it's learning that. And it's through asking the questions, simple questions, like what makes my book unique? Why are people going to read it? What's in it for them, right? And yeah. remembering that because a lot of times, unfortunately, it becomes this thing of this is who I am, this is what I've done. It's mm-hmm. like let the book speak for itself. You want to be confident in it. You have to be able to believe in it. And... You are the most powerful voice in relationship to the book, okay? Because um, especially in self-publishing, that's the big difference. Is you know in traditional publishing, they decide whether your voice is worth putting out there. In self-publishing, you have to decide that your voice is worth mm-hmm. putting out there. And as a result, as you speaking, as you sharing that, it's remembering that if you're working with a PR firm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had authors who've worked with PR firms and they said, you know, the PR firm didn't help. They didn't get anything. They didn't sell any extra books. And the thing with it is that you need to be able to be persuasive enough mm-hmm. so that the PR firm you know, knows what they're writing. I was talking with an author today and I was wanting to help her with her about the book mm-hmm. and the back of her book. And... I read through what she sent me and I was really, I was quite confused. And if I didn't ask the questions that I asked after that, and I'd just written a press release from that, it would have been a very convoluted, because I wasn't clear. But as soon as I asked some specific questions, I got really clear on what her book was about. And suddenly the about the book changed form completely. And so unless I'm doing that, I can't expect anybody else to go and talk better about my book than I do, mm-hmm. right? So uh, you can't expect somebody who interviews you to talk better. Um, if you've got a written interview, if you're writing a press kit and you're writing it from this kind of all over the place kind mm-hmm. of thing, it you know if somebody takes you out of context mm-hmm. in what they're in what uh, in what they're writing. So I I think that that's a really important point to remember is that. Um, you can have people work with you, but you want to have some familiarity with 
social media. You want to have some familiarity with um, marketing, some familiarity with press releases, which mm -hmm. is why we, we base ours on the teach a person to fish philosophy. We don't say, hey, we're going to write some press releases and charge you every time you write a press release. No, let's take you through the methodology so you can create a good press release for yourself mm -hmm. so that you know when you're out there how to create other press releases that are similar. I had an author sent me a press release yesterday. He'd done one two weeks ago. And, um, you know, I'd say, well, there's, there's some things that could change here. And, and he hadn't made those changes, sent it out. Then he came to me and said, you know what, i got to write a better press release. Here it is. And it was. It was 10 times better. Mm -hmm. And it was just way more effective. He's learning as he goes along. And he's developing his marketing voice. I think the easy thing for writers to think is they've, they've done all this work and produced their book. And, and it's, it's their magnum opus and it's out there and they're glad it's published and build it and people will come. I think they have to re realize and remember that there's an expectation out there that the book is not the only product. The writer is as much a part of the product of the book. And there are expectations in terms of people, in terms of uh, authors engaging, authors having their mm -hmm. voice. Uh, that, Especially that in this 21st century of social yeah. media, right? Yeah. What makes the book special? Why I really find that author really interesting. I like the way they, they told the story about the book. And that got mm -hmm. me very interested. I, I, I want to pick up the book. Um, when they're online, are they, are they interesting? Are they, are they bringing value to their audience by talking about aspects of their book? Or, or, or uh, one, of the, uh, one of the authors that I follow online, um, he will regularly bring uh, ideas about things that he liked in a book, where he found it, how he, how he did the research. And mm -hmm. it's really, really fascinating stuff to, to know that something that you read in the story has an origin that's, that's been very, it might have been very deliberate. It was something he searched out, spent a long time looking for to, to get that piece into the book, uh, or it might have been completely serendipitous. But to get that story, that backstory, that makes that book and story and author uh, all the more special than, yeah. than just having that story by itself without any, any of that background. You know, that's added value. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, when we were talking about that earlier, um, with with the book is say yeah the book is you want to know the story and at some point people will want to know you are yeah you come with it you're part of that package and I've worked with authors where they had um, experiences in the past shall we say where mm. so they didn't want to be out there mm. but then they found it really challenging because it was like a push pull it's like I'm going to push the book push the book but suddenly I'm getting interviews, I'm going to pull back, pull back, pull back, because I don't want them to know about this thing from my past, right? <laughs> so it's that, it's being able to come to, you know, come to terms with that and use that, use that for you. I was working with an author this week, and he, you know, he was, his background was in gangs, and you know, he, got, he had criminal convictions. He's now turned his life around. He's, he's an advocate for teens and helping them stay away from gangs, and you know, he's spoken to 35,000 youth over the past and I think that's that's where you know if you've got that experiences from the past to be able to use that as an opportunity to, to let go of that or to find the positive in that so that you can be up there with your book so that you are just as because you are you're just as important you're the voice behind the book like you said people want to know mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. you are just mm -hmm. as much as they want to know um, what the book is about mm -hmm. and I have seen it where 
not being willing to put themselves forward has limited the growth mm-hmm. of what the book can do. And uh, mm-hmm. that's when it comes back to those good old fears that we got to keep speaking to. <laughs> and, and, and this is not an all or nothing proposition. You don't have to mm-hmm. feel like you have to reveal every part of your no, life. This, no. is, this is as much as you'd like to share or as little. Yeah. But and I think sharing is yeah. important. Sharing is important. And it's knowing that you've got a lot more control when it comes to um, things like speaking engagements than you think you might, or interviews. One author, she wrote a book on the 60s, and she was an office worker in the 60s. She's in her 70s now, and she said that they kept asking me about pot and marijuana from the 60s. And and she said, I'm not an expert in that. And I said, well, let's craft together some questions that you would like to answer. And she started doing that, and sure enough, she went on interviews, and suddenly she wasn't feeling like they were going to ask her all questions about dope smoking. <laughs> and she was able to answer questions that she was much more in control of the uh, right. the answers to. That's very cool. Yeah. Mm. And I guess that's, you know, the it's a balance between talking about your book and talking about yourself. It depends on the book, too, probably, mm-hmm. you know, how much of which is relevant. Um, yeah. But there's all this material out there that, uh, you know, you can drop them. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. So I guess, uh, let me look at the time. Yeah, we're pretty much there. So I guess we should just wrap up now. Um, I think that was a pretty good chat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, people got something out of that. It's a practice. Just keep practicing it is, at it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, it's true. Practice is, practice is really important, which is why wow. I think Twitter is really cool because you're limited to 140 characters. Yeah. And you have to find new ways of saying something about yourself and your product and your book and whatever else. Yeah. Um, so it's really good practice, I find. And allow yourself to make mistakes if you make mistakes mm-hmm. in it. I've made so many mistakes in, in marketing and sounded like goofball and lost people. And, and it, it just takes practice. You'll find that authentic voice that's really you and that resonates with uh, your people and you'll attract your tribe as they call it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you'll be well on your way to start them. <laughs> yeehaw. So go get them. Okay. So I guess that's it for this week. As usual, please email us with topics or questions at podcasts at freesynpress.com and see you next week.